Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am just so honored that you are here with us today where we talk about the business of real life right here off our kitchen table. And today our guest is right here in front of me and I'm so excited to have her. She is a problem solver and a people connector and just an incredible blessing to know. And I'm very excited to introduce her. So our guest today, she is a wife, a mother of a a beautiful nine-year-old girl. She's a proud Canadian immigrant from Malaysia. So being a a triple minority, our guest has worked hard to climb that corporate ladder. She is now a senior director of a financial literacy firm specializing in using words people don't need to Wikipedia after. I love that. And I want to say welcome, Yvonne Yua. Thank you. Such an honor to be here, Elaine. I love that you're here. So we have to prove this by toasting our tea. Ding. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into this. Is there anything, Yvonne, that I have missed out when I introduced you that you want to just like fill in those blanks for me? Um, Maybe I can add that my husband is Jamaican Chinese, so that adds a lot of spice in our marriage. (laughs) Literally a lot of spice. Uh, He likes spicy food, and me being from Malaysia, like you, I love spicy food, so there's a lot of spice in our our cuisine. Okay, I'm getting hungry. (laughs) And I've only had the honor of eating with your family once, and I think we've got to do that again. Yes. I love how foodie your family is. (laughs) <laughs> it's all about food. Food <laughs> connects people. <laughs> yes, and I, I now I, I love that you are a problem solver and a people connector. So why do, why do you call yourself those things? Um, I've always had uh, an eye for problems. I identify problems, but you can be really a chronic problem uh, identifier, and that's not a good thing. So I've learned to to come to to. You know, come up with solutions for problems that I identify, and uh, people come to me when they when they have a problem, and I, I love finding solutions for people. I love that. Yeah. Maybe we should call you a solution finder. Yeah, yeah. Or a solution creator. Sure. Yeah, I love that. But you're right. You're right. You don't want to be the person who just sees all the problems, but mm-hmm. but actually, I could be that solver, and that's who you are. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how people think. Okay, well, when you are in business for yourself, that like you are this incredibly successful woman and and just an incredible friend and and so thank you for that thank you (laughs) it's an honor so it's it's funny and i'm sure you've had this where people think oh gosh life is easy for you because you have your own business Mm. so everything's just easy for you but we know that is not the case when you're an entrepreneur no and i would love to (coughs) pardon me to know was there ever a challenge that you've had in your business like a, a low point that you could share with us like Something that just like just was not the best thing that ever happened in your business mm-hmm. life. 
that you could share with us so that other people can say, oh my gosh, I'm going through that and I can relate and what you learned from it and how you got out of it. Yeah. Maybe to give you a little background. Um, so I did an online personality test. You know, we see that all the time on Facebook. And so I did one and it showed me that I'm an intelligent introvert. So <laughs> what does that mean is um, now in, in what I do, 80% of what I do relates to, you know, talking to people, engaging people, being an introvert, that's a very difficult thing. So when I started in this business, this was my biggest hurdle, mm. having to talk to people and engage people and connect with people. And the intelligent part of me has a tendency to overanalyze things. So I get into this paralysis by analysis. So I, I, I would stop doing, I would overanalyze a social situation, how bad it might go. And I would avoid saying yes to different things. I would avoid going to, so even before you went. Yeah. Yeah. Analyze. I would analyze it. You know, I could spill the wine. I could say the wrong things. I could insult people. The, sure. All these, you know, different scenarios I would play in my head. And uh, so, so then I would, I would not pick up the phone because the phone would weigh a ton to me mm. and, um, and being in, you know, networking, like that's a difficult thing for me to, to overcome. And uh, when, when I go to networking events, I would be the fly on the wall. I, I so <laughs> don't see things that you tell me. I'm like, introvert. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not talk to anyone. If there's something, if there was food, I would take my plate of food. I would sit down. I would eat. I would not engage anybody until someone would take the initiative to come and say hello to me and talk to me, then I would open up one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And then one day I went to a training seminar and the speaker said that if I wanted a different tomorrow, I have to take a different action today. Mm, I love that. And more importantly, I would have to give myself permission to change. Mm. So it hadn't occurred to me that until then that I was actually stereotyping myself and limiting my own potential by not giving myself permission to break out of character, so to speak. And, uh, you know, thinking that I'm an intelligent introvert, so I'm always going to be analyzing things. I'm always going to be the shy person and I'm not going to break out of character because that's not me. But after realizing that, I changed my fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And I gave myself permission to, to grow into this different person. And uh, I began saying yes to get togethers, trying new things. And I even got on Facebook. It took me a long time to get on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my biggest hurdle. It might not seem like much for people who are natural extroverts. But for me, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a big challenge. I... I think that if anyone knows you, they'd be like, what? Introvert is not part of your vocabulary yeah. or description. Like, not at all. And, and you said so many great points. Like, I love how you said that uh, you were stereotyping yourself. Yes. And, I mean, I don't know if that's a, a, a danger in, in, in doing those personality tests. Yeah. But, I, I mean, obviously, there's the reasons for a personality mm -hmm. test. But I think you did exactly the right thing for a personality test because it allows you to say, oh, okay, this is what... This test is showing me, and these are things that I can work on yes. or, or move forward with without making it a limiting belief. And I, I love how you said that um, you had to move from a fixed mindset to a, a growing mindset. Yes. And I, I love, I love that. I also love the quote that you had said that you heard someone say that if you want a different tomorrow, you have to do something different today. Yes. Is that what you said? You had to take a different action. I love mm -hmm. those things. Like all of those, and I say this probably too often, those should be all on a t-shirt or a mug. <laughs> <laughs> you can go market that. But those are awesome. And, and I love that. I think those are all great nuggets. Like 
that anyone who's listening mm-hmm. that they could say, okay, yeah, I, I have to jump out of my own limiting beliefs yes. and, and my own fixed stereotype mm-hmm. and, and, and make that change right now yes. so that tomorrow will be different. Exactly. I love it. I'm going to high five you because okay. that was like, <laughs> that's awesome. You're just awesome. <laughs> now, I, I want to ask, why, why are you in this? Like, why did you choose to be this entrepreneur that you are? Like, what led you to be a, a financial advisor? Mm-hmm. I was a graphic designer. and um, Yeah, I was. I was a graphic designer. And... I worked really hard for this corporation. I came out of school and I got a job immediately because I did a co-op term with this company. And so I grew with this company and eventually they promoted me to manager because I was putting in 14 hours a day. And um, and I started seeing people around me, colleagues around me started going for higher education, their MBAs, and in hopes of getting a better position, uh, better compensation. But unknowingly, what they were doing to themselves, they created, um, they, they became liabilities to the company hmm. because they, they now have this education and the company can no longer afford to hire them. And so one by one, the ones who acquired the MBAs would leave the company. And so I saw that and I said, you know, that's not a future for me. I remember having a conversation with my boss at that time and now I was already a manager and I thought to myself, you know, my, my pay still looked the same. You know, I end up paying more taxes. I, I put in more hours. And yet I don't get to claim overtime because I was mm-hmm. a salary employee. And so I had a conversation with him. I asked him, you know, what do I need to do to get to the next level of uh, the, the company? And, uh, and he basically said, I need to put in 15 years or more with the company. I need to get my MBA. I needed to wait for the position to open. And if I... If there was a position, I need to have enough money to purchase shares from the shareholder. And essentially, he was telling me there's no future for me there. Wow. And so I became really, you know, my morale just unmotivated. went yeah, unmotivated to, mm-hmm. to go to work. But I was afraid to leave yes. because I had a mortgage. I had a family to feed. <clears throat> so um, when my daughter was born, that gave me the courage to, mm. to just become an entrepreneur because it wasn't about me anymore. It was about her and about her future. And so that actually gave me the courage to say, to say, yes, let's try something new. And I was already a client of this financial firm. Um, and they offered a training program and I took advantage of it. Good for you. Yeah. I love that, that when your daughter was born, that made that great leap into, yeah. into I mean, priorities have changed. Yes. Wow. It's amazing what what mothers can do. Wow! And what struck me and what you just shared was how you shared that furthering that education, which is great for people, was also a liability. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's it's a that's a whole different podcast. Just even talking yeah. about that, and it's uh, disheartening because I'm a, a huge um, advocate for education. education yeah. Yes. And but learning something new every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to come from a degree. Right. But just keep learning. Yeah. Right. To keep keep learning. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say then is the top three qualities or characteristics you needed, or a, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be an entrepreneur would mm-hmm. need, like if if you're if they're trekking along, going, I can't do this. 
and, and we need to be reminded of mm-hmm. those qualities that we have within us. What would you say are those top three qualities or characteristics? I think people who are disciplined with their resources, be it time, your finances, or your health. I remember when I became an entrepreneur, full-time entrepreneur at that time, people around me, my family, thought that I had a lot of time on my hands. And so they would get me to run errands, pick up people from the airport, and do this and do that. You have to be so disciplined with your time. You have to be, I mean, you are your own boss and your own employee. And you have to be the most giving employee to the most stingy boss. <laughs> you gotta be giving and giving and you likely won't get paid initially. So you have to remember that, that you have to log those hours just like a regular employee. And with your finances too, you gotta, um, you gotta remember to not just give. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they like to promote themselves by giving a lot of free stuff away, but you have to remember to, to also save and uh, you know share when, when you think it's, um, it's suitable, it's a, the right time and the right uh, audience. Um, but spend money when you, when you feel like it's time to invest mm. in the, either the right equipment and the right people, the right courses. Um, so to do have those in mind. And regarding your health, you need to get your sleep. You need to make sure that you eat well. You need to make sure that you, you put in your, your exercise time. Because you got to take care of you. Without you, your business is not going to run. So that's, that's the first one. Number two is take calculated risk. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to fail forward. And you will fail. And, and it's okay to fail if you can learn from it. So it's okay to do that. Um, the third one is there is no such thing as a work-life balance when you're an entrepreneur. And be okay with it. There will be seasons when one might be a priority over another, and it's okay. Don't feel guilty about that. You have to be able to sleep at night knowing that you put in a good day's work or a good quality time with your family, whatever it may be. Don't feel guilty because this is, they're both your babies. Your family's your baby. Your business is your baby. And um, yeah, there's no such thing as a work-life balance. I don't believe. I totally agree with you. It's it's always a matter of priorities, right? Your choices are your priorities. And so if you ended up, if, if if your children are your priority and you ended up having to work later or, Mm -hmm. or miss certain things because you were the field trip parent. Yeah. You did what you, your priority was. So Mm -hmm. don't feel guilty or bad about it. Exactly. But I want to touch on your second one, which is, taking calculated risks. What do you mean by that, calculated risks? Being in business is a risky business. I mean, we we both understand that most businesses don't succeed. In fact, most businesses fail in the first three years of operation. Mm -hmm. And so being in business, you're putting all your eggs into that one basket. It is very risky. And so to let, to to hedge that risk and to mitigate that risk is by getting something that's uh, like insurance to protect you in case anything happens. Um, put your savings aside for emergency in case something happens. Don't leverage too much. I know, um, you know, loans are cheap. You know, it's, it's okay to have that. But at the same time, you want to be growing something on the side that in case there's a rainy day, you, you have those funds that you can access. Mm-hmm. So you got you to gotta have, um, you know, your business that's really risky, but make sure that you manage that risk by having proper protection. That's good points, mm-hmm. good points. In your journey, I, I'd love to know if, if you had 
a eureka moment that you can share with us. Mm -hmm. So a, a, a huge lesson that you learned, whether it was from a mentor or something that just that you learned in your journey, what would that eureka moment be, Yvonne? Um, I used to stay awake um, at night, worried about everything, about my business, about my family, about my finances, and I wasn't being effective. I couldn't be creative. I, I felt grouchy and anxious all the time, and people felt it, my family felt it. And then uh, one day, me and my husband, we went to, we were invited to a leadership retreat uh, with one of the founders of our company. And uh, we had to share our strengths and our weaknesses, and we all had to come up you know, in front and share all those things. And my weakness, I said, I worry too much. And the encouragement that he gave me was, he said, don't worry. Like, worry is the most wasted emotion. <laughs> Why worry twice when you can just worry and deal with it when it actually happens, if it actually happens? Just mm. deal with it one time. So when you worry, you're actually worrying about it twice, thinking about it twice. And so that was my eureka moment. And um, I now manage and what's within my control and leave the rest up to God because I can't control it. Mm -hmm. uh, my late grandmother used to say to me, she says, sleep when you're young and busy because when you get old, your body won't allow you to sleep despite all the time at your disposal. So now okay. I love my sleep. <laughs> I love my sleep. I sleep very well, except during allergy season now. <laughs> sneezing and blowing my nose all the time wow. but otherwise I love my sleep and I sleep very well wise words from yeah, your grandmother totally who knew because I have been thinking the other way which is I I'm gonna sleep later mm -hmm. when I'm not working anymore but huh no. <laughs> okay I've just filed those words into my brain yes. <laughs> good point see we learn something every day I love that I mm -hmm. love learning new things but I like now a little concerned that I can't sleep later. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I've been saving that sleep for much, much later. <laughs> oh dear, but I love what you shared about learning uh, about not worrying twice. Yes. Instead of worrying about something that won't, that might not even happen. Right. To, instead of worrying, just to deal with it when and if it happens. Exactly. Deal with it. Yes. And not overanalyze it before yeah. or... or wonder 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 and 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 put that energy into something more productive exactly and yep. I, I really appreciate you sharing that mm -hmm. thank you now being the easy daisy lady i'm all about establishing good habits mm -hmm. and teaching our children uh, good life habits yep now in your success journey of being a, a woman entrepreneur you must have had some habits and i'd be so happy if you could share one or two or uh, three habits that you would yeah. have in your day that you do that helps you to focus and be successful right i, I think you you alluded to that that you should be uh, learning all the time and i'm a big advocate for learning um, i would say be a good student and a good observer read good books. I read every day. I listen to podcasts and travel and enjoy different sites and cuisines. Meet new people. Um, there's a lesson in everything. And, and I love engaging in conversation with people who are least likely you know, for me to be engaged with. And I love learning from them. There's always a lesson about business, about life, about money. And um, yeah, I, I encourage people to just go and explore and live and learn. I love that. Another habit that I have, um, 
always be making genuine and meaningful relationships. Like, like what I have with you, I love that. Both on a personal side and on a professional side. Um, you want to be adding value and elevating people whenever possible. I, I recently looked at my list of clients, and, and I have a lot. 80% were referral business. 80% were referrals. And so it goes to show that when you do a good job, but at the same time when you connect with people in a meaningful way, people trust you and they like you and they want to refer business to you because you've done great things for them and they want their, their good friends to experience the same thing. Third one, I think you kind of talked about that, is don't be a chronic problem identifier. Instead, be a problem solver. So find solutions whenever you can and try to connect people um, that can benefit from finding a solution. So we've connected people where they got married. Mm. We've connected people to great restaurants, to great places, to you went to, you, you were in Atlanta, you went I to Busy know. Bees. Yeah. And, so, yeah. so we, we love doing that for people because it doesn't cost you anything. But yet the, the trust is built, that, that goodwill is there. Of course, you don't want to expect you know, anything back. But guess what? You know, it comes back multiple folds in return. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so true. Right? It, it is adding value into people's lives. Yeah. And I think that's the footprint we all hope to, to leave and, and making it so genuine. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that you, you kept track of, like, by looking at your clientele that 80 percent were mm -hmm. from referrals yeah. and how how could it not be mm -hmm. and and seriously business is about people yes. about relating to people and 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 it, i mean there would be no business without that exactly and so that's excellent well well shared <laughs> and i i like that you said that there's a, a lesson in everything and one thing that you shared that really was interesting to me is how you worded it of of making a point to to make conversation with people that you normally would not engage with mm -hmm. how how interesting and cool is that yeah. and and I, I love it it's 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 just who you are and 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 uh yeah it's just funny i was, i just got off an airplane like just a few hours ago <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, the lovely lady beside me um she was sitting in a, in a middle seat and her husband was sitting like rows behind mm -hmm. and um and she didn't want me to change seats or anything because it was just nice to have a break from <laughs> But she was so cute. Like, every time he'd walk by, he's like, oh, this is my new best friend, Elaine. And, and it's just, like, just so sweet. And, I mean, it's a woman I've never met, and she yeah. lives on Galliano Island. Oh. And, and just lovely. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's always it's always fun to, to meet new and interesting people. For sure. I truly agree. Just learning new things. And I wanted to ask you... If you were to, oh, I know what I want to ask you first. Being a financial advisor, I have mm -hmm. to ask to, to give some type of nugget here. What would you say are the three money must-dos for a woman in business? So here we are, ladies, listen. And gentlemen, I know there's gentlemen listening to you. What are three money must-dos for a person in business mm -hmm. or a woman in business? For anyone, for that mm -hmm. matter, I would say for kids, too. I don't know about your husband, Ron, but my husband, Justin, watches Sesame Street still. <laughs> <laughs> he, fi 
finds lessons in Sesame Street. And in fact, you can actually go on Sesame Street, like the website right now, and you'll find a ton of lessons for kids, but they're applicable to adults too. Love it. And so, you know, the, this lesson um, is about money. And uh, so in Sesame Street, they said, you know, like you should have three jars. This is for kids, but I would say for, for adults too, three jars. You have your saving jar, your spending jar, and your sharing jars. So three of them, it, sh it should happen and you should have that with your budgeting. At any given time, you need to be saving money. Like I alluded before, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially mompreneur, they love to give, they love to promote themselves by giving away free things. Um, so sharing is good, but you need to also remember to, to save for yourself, for the future, and spend when you see the opportunity, when you see it's a good investment. So you need to, to be okay to spend, to write that check, to, to swipe that card uh, for your business. So having those three things uh, will give you that balance for your mm -hmm. business. So it's simple. It's from Sesame Street. It's not from me, but Vaughn, hey. I would say you were the first on my <clears throat> podcast to ever quote from Sesame Street. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so love it. I love go it. for it. Okay. I, I love it. So those are the three must do's. Three must do's. Three you gotta have must those do's. three things. I love it. Now if you could go back mm -hmm. and tell your eighteen year old self mm -hmm. Any piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, I would say seize opportunities to turn up the volume of your life. Huh. I lived as an introvert, a shy person. I didn't want to draw attention to myself, but then I remember I'm here for a purpose. I need to lead a life that counts. So if I were to go back to tell my 18-year-old self, I would say, don't be afraid to try new things as long as it adds to the betterment of others and it sharpens you along the way. And if the position, product, or service doesn't exist yet, create it. Mm -hmm. That's love, what I would say to love, myself. Love, 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 love. Did you hear that? Everybody's 18 out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Seize the opportunity to turn up the volume of your life. Yes. Wow. I love that. Okay, you should make that into one of those word swags. Because <laughs> that's an excellent quote. Yvonne, you I thank you so, so much for joining us today and just for sharing your wisdom. And it's just always so lovely to be with you. So thank you. Thank, thank you for you. joining us today. Thank you for the honor. I respect you. I love you, Elaine. So thank you for this opportunity. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> So we're going to say bye, and I want to thank our, our listeners as well. I hope that you got some awesome nuggets, and I'm sure you did, whether it was from her Sesame Share, Sesame Share, Sesame Street Share, or, or just like any of those great nuggets that was just shared by Yvonne Yua. And Yvonne, if people wanted to find you, where would they go? You can visit my website at YvonneYua.com, Y-V-O-N-N-E-Y-U-A.com. I will have all of uh, all of your um, links actually in our show notes so Excellent. people can go there. And I love listen, uh, learning from our listeners too. So please do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. And I'd be so honored and so grateful if you could go on iTunes and leave a rating for this show. I know it does take some effort, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I uh, often do give shout outs to, um, to you for doing that. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. Have an awesome day and we'll talk to you all soon.
Bye for now. Bye.